It all starts with a click. The room has to be very quiet for anyone to hear that click, but it is audible. The sound of a circuit closing and power being sent to a dormant speaker. That click is almost instantly followed up by the alert tone, a five-second-long staccato of high-pitched beeps. This alert tone is designed to awaken a person from the deepest of deep sleep. Tonight, it only took the first two seconds to bring Stuart Thompson from dreamland to fully awake. Thompson keeps a touch lamp right to the side of his clock to ensure it is easy to turn on in the dark. Reaching past the clock, he catches the time, 2.50. Twenty minutes after bar time, and the fire pager is going off. I know what this will be. Soon after that idea passes through Stuart's mind, the alert tone ended. The bedroom didn't return to the silence of five seconds earlier, but a female voice filled the air. This is a page for the Platteville Fire Department and Platteville EMS. We have two vehicles, 1050 with injuries and possible entrapment. Highway 151 southbound lanes just past the trailer court. Again, we have a 1050 on Highway 151 just south of the trailer court. The complainant states there are injuries and thinks there could be entrapment. I have officers en route and will get you more details as soon as they are on scene. 1050 is the police radio code for a traffic crash. Before the pager shut off, Stuart was on his way out the door of the bedroom. Like all veteran volunteer firefighters, he placed jeans, t-shirt, and socks by his bed before falling asleep. Like many of those worn by his fellow volunteers, the t-shirt was bright red with the fire department logo screen printed onto it. Down the steps, Thompson jogged, then across his living room into the kitchen. His house keys were on an end table right next to the door leading to the garage. Under the table was an old pair of running shoes. They were already tied, and due to their age, Thompson was able to slip them on without effort. In the wintertime, he often left a jacket hanging on the hook, stuck to the back side of this door. On this late August night, the jacket wasn't there, nor would it be needed even if it were there. Out into the garage he went, the electric opener whirled to life, lifting the door, exposing Thompson to a blast of humid, warm air. The inside of his house had been air-conditioned, a nice cool 70 degrees with little humidity. The air tonight was in the mid-70s, but the humidity was well over 90%. Thompson started to get the feeling that they would be getting rained on at this crash scene. He climbed into the seat of his truck, and the V8 set inside the black Chevy full-size pickup rumbled to life. Thompson habitually backed into the garage to make pulling out into traffic in emergency situations like this one easier. On the dash and in the grill of his truck were red strobe lights, and under the grill was a 100-watt speaker. The lights and speaker, tied to a box, bolted to the underside of the dash. The box had a row of buttons and a turn knob. Thompson hit only one button on the row, and the red lights started to flash away. He turned the knob from the off position to the one labeled Yelp. The speaker up front started to call out a high-pitched cry, telling others on the road to move out of my way. The gear shift hit the spot for driving forward, and Thompson raced out into the nighttime street. Down the street to the four-way stop, he went. At that intersection, Thompson slowed up to see that no one else was around, then right on through the intersection, making a right-hand turn towards the fire department building. The firehouse was just down the hill from his home, so Thompson was first to pull into the parking lot. There was a time when he would have run down to the firehouse, but an ice-covered sidewalk cured him of that silly habit. He shifted the truck into park and turned off the key. As soon as the engine quit, the lights and siren also went dead. Thompson had them wired to the same electrical circuit as the power windows, a neat trick to avoid a dead battery from forgetting to flip off the strobe lights. On the side of the building was a box with a keyhole. 
Thompson put a key from his ring into the hole and turned it. Across the front of the building garage, doors started lifting up and the bright red fire trucks became visible. Little kids dream about getting into fire trucks and racing to a call. Adults know what goes on at 2.30 in the morning and dread the idea of seeing someone injured or dead. As soon as he could duck under the door closest to him, Thompson entered the building and made the quick jog down the row of trucks to the rack, holding his gear bag. By this time, the sirens of other volunteers were audible as they pulled into the department parking lot. Thompson kicked off his shoes, stepped into the fire boots, and pulled up his bunker pants in one smooth move. He grabbed his gear bag, then ran over to the fire engine. Thompson pulled open the door to the engine and tossed the gear bag up before pulling himself in.